88.1 WKNC. That is Felix Obelix. The song is called The Heart Monitor. It's off the brand new album, The Tick of the Clock, The Beat in the Chest. Joining me in the studio right now, I have Wendy Spitzer. I guess, Wendy, this is sort of your solo project, right? Yeah, this is um, this is my main project right now, mm-hmm. and it's also, I'm the primary songwriter and composer for right. it. So this is my big, my big moment. Yeah, sort of. and this is the debut CD, mm-hmm. I guess, from Felix Obelix, and it's being released tomorrow night at the Nightlight. What time do doors open for that show? Doors open a little bit later. They open at 10. 10 p.m. And it's only a two-band bill, so that's why um, it's, right. it's opening a little later. The Strugglers are going to start off the show, mm-hmm. and um, that's Randy Bitford's project, and this time he's going to be backed by nice. a, a string ensemble. Yeah. Um, and Randy's also, um, the Strugglers are not native to North Carolina anymore because Randy moved to D.C., mm, so this is... Um, this is sort of a return for him, and he may not play again in this area. Right, for a while. For a while. Yeah. Um, and then Felix Obelix, which is, you know, my project, also doesn't play very mm-hmm. often as well. So um, it'll be just the two bands, uh, a quieter show and an earlier show, and a CD release party. Well, cool. Well, let's talk a little bit about Pox World Empire, because you are signed mm-hmm. to, I guess this is a Durham label, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. And that that was pretty recent, I believe, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, very recent. In fact, um, I was only um, signed to Pox after I I completely finished the record, right. um, which I think actually happens more often than you might think. Um, I think it used to be the case that a label would take you under its mm-hmm. wing and then you and know, f- fund right. your recording. <laughs> And they're trying to get it the cheap way. Yeah, right. the cheap way or the <laughs> perhaps more mutually beneficial right. way. Um, and so they came along it after the fact and said that we'd, right. we'd like to release this. So I'm really, really grateful for that. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it's, this album's actually been available on the Pox World Empire website for almost a month now. Yeah, that's about the only place that you can get it at this point because I'm saving up for the CD release party right. tomorrow, yeah. which is one of those dealies where you pay the admission to get in and, get then, the you, copy of the album. and then you get right. the record. So um, if you were a, a super go-getter early bird you you would have already gone to poxworldempire.org right. and ordered your copy but most everyone i think will will come tomorrow right. and, get and now, it. if you still order one online you do get the hard copy right it gets mailed to correct you. yeah and i will mail it to you right. so yeah. i'll make sure that you get one um and then i also like to to put a, a few little surprise right. thingies inside oh, the envelope neat. if you if you order because it is a slightly more expensive if you order it, because I have to pay for the shipping and the right. envelope and stuff. So I'll sneak something in there for you right. if you order it <laughs> online. Yeah. Well, uh, w- one cool thing that I think is going on about this show, besides the strugglers playing, you know, is uh, you're doing a letter writing activity. Mm-hmm. And this is really interesting. Uh, I, I believe you, you come in, you get some stationery, and yep. you write yourself a letter. And then you, Wendy, you're taking all the copies of the letters, and you're going to mail them. In eight months from now. Yeah, you've really done your homework. That pretty much sums up the entire project. So this is called Letters to Your Future Self. And this is sort of uh, in relation to Felix Obelix. And this whole record is about sort of memory and time and how Mm -hmm. those things get distorted. And so sort of to get people thinking about those themes, I'm doing this interactive project. So with a a price of admission, you get some stationery and an envelope. You write yourself a letter about anything you want you know, you say, you're the only person that's ever going to see this <laughs> right, letter. Yeah. So, you know, you can be as can honest as you want to be. And then you will um, fold it up and put it in the envelope and seal it up and dress it to yourself. And then I will hang on to the letters for eight months 
And um, hopefully that'll be enough of a span of time that you will have forgotten you've done it. Right. <laughs> um, and then also not too long so that you will have moved. I mean, that I, that was a real pragmatic concern because right. uh, I didn't want a, a bunch of return letters. I don't know what yeah. I would do with them at that point. So, <laughs> so yeah, that's another uh, audience participation thing that I'm right. doing at this particular now This, this is actually pretty common for you. And, and not only this, but you, ha- you have sort of a fascination with like past and future, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. I mean, you've done something like this before. I, I was just checking out your website, Felix Oblix, I believe it's .com. Mm-hmm. And you, you did something last year where you did a sort of a best decision and biggest regret type thing when you were on tour mm-hmm. where you had your, I guess the people that came out to your shows write on pieces of paper, like what's your biggest regret and what's your you know best right. decision you've ever made in your life. Can you talk a little bit about, a little bit about that? Yeah. So I, I did that project that was, one that I took on the road when Felix Obelix went down to South by Southwest, we Mm -hmm. tagged along with the physics of meaning. And the idea there was to see if, if I asked enough people that question and and all the responses were anonymous too. So people could be, you know, as honest as, as they should be or could be. And, um, and I was just curious how people thought about their own past in terms of their decision-making and it's really got some fascinating yeah. answers. It would, I mean, just great answers. I'm quoting you here when I say, uh, the, from the results. Oh, yeah, say, yeah. Go ahead yeah. and read some. <laughs> <laughs> I was laughing out loud. <laughs> if you want to do something, do it. You'll regret it if you don't. If you want to do someone, don't. You'll regret it even more. I think that was that was really funny. Yeah, that, that was a... <laughs> the whole project confirmed something which uh, that I've been thinking about for a long time, which yeah. is that often the biggest regrets from what people put in, in the box were things that they, they didn't do. Right. Um, like I didn't tell her I loved her soon enough right. or I didn't take that job. Or, yeah. And I think it's the not knowing that, that causes that regret and that sort of eats away at a person. Yeah. Um, you can make a bad decision, but if you actually did something, well, at least at least it's not up to what would have been. Exactly. Um, you know the final answer. You know that, the final yeah. answer, even if the answer was bad, even if it was a bad decision, mm-hmm. um, at least you did something. Right. But the regrets were all things that they didn't do, with one notable categorical <laughs> exception, and those were um, romantic endeavors, right. <laughs> pursuits, the sort of I shouldn't have kissed him, or you can extrapolate in your mind right. to further... <laughs> um, so, so if you're on the fence about doing something right now and you're listening to this, maybe you should do it. But if it's a person, um, uh, survey says, yeah, <laughs> maybe you should think twice. You've also done a time capsule, I believe, about this time last year. Right, you, were, yeah. you, you did a time capsule where you had people bring stuff and, and drop it into a time capsule. Talk about that. So this was uh, January of last year, the end of January mm-hmm. last year. And um, this was a project that was Felix Obelix's debut. Right. Um, and we had released an EP. The songs on the EP, incidentally, are on this new album. They've been redone and remastered, but but it was the first time Felix Obelix was playing, and I wanted to make it a big deal. So I had a time capsule in the art center in Carborough, and people brought things to put inside it. I partnered with the Preservation Society of Chapel right. Hill, who t- who's, has the time capsule now, um, and will keep, hang on to it until 2059 when it's wow. opened. So that's um, going along. Yeah, it's 50 years. So um, Most time capsules are like 10 years or something like yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> I wanted it 50 just because I felt like the majority of the people who would come to a rock show would kind of still be alive, but in their very later right, years. Exactly. Um, and then, I mean, if we think about what happened 50 years ago from now, I mean, things really change exactly. in 50 years. Yeah. And then I also had a documentary company have a 
a video booth where people were interviewing themselves on camera. And I, I put all those files in the, t- in the time capsule with yeah. a DVD player as well, which I think that will probably be the, the highlight of, mm-hmm. the, yeah. of the time capsule. Because I just think that there are all sorts of things that we think about our current time as being specific to our current time, but that we we're so in in it in the present that we can't mm. we can't even know exactly you know what that would be. And one thing when I was I did I did watch all the interviews. I promised mm-hmm. everybody I wouldn't, but <laughs> I had to make sure that the DVD actually worked before I put it in the capsule. And then you right? Stop. Right? And then <laughs> it was just like completely fascinating. The best thing I've watched in like five years. Yeah. And so one thing that I noticed that I thought, well, now if I were somebody 50 years from now looking back at this is um, everybody has those rectangular black right. gla- glasses. And Are I just, they going to be popular? I, I just think like they're almost, I mean, you're just wearing them right, right now, right? And I just think that like those didn't exist like 10 or 15 years ago and yeah. they may go out of style again. And I think right. that that's going to be, nobody talked about it, obviously, but I think that that's one thing that the video booth interviews can really yeah. show right it's like is the fashion what people are wearing you know but it's really so. funny because uh, fashion seems to almost be cyclical oh sure you know? yeah and like you know five years ago the 70s were back in style right. and stuff like that and like so. right now i see like teenagers probably 14 years old wearing all full 80s get up you know right. for, with the plastic sunglasses mm-hmm. and yeah. the argyle socks pulled up and right. all of it yeah once more, I'm talking with Wendy Spitzer of Felix Oblix. She's having her debut CD release party tomorrow at the Nightlight. Uh, it's for the Tick of the Clock, the Beat in the Chest. It's an album that's very, it talks quite a bit about the past and future, things that we've just been talking about here. And I wanted to know, where did you sort of come up with this fascination for, you know, the past and, and what's going to happen in the future and stuff? Like yeah, that? I think um, somebody actually just asked me this for the first time and I've been giving it some thought and I'm not sure where or how it started, but I feel like it's, it's been there for quite some time, always sort of in the back of my mind. And even when I read like, like fiction I wrote when I was like 18 or yeah. something, the themes are still in it. So um, mm. I think it's kind of always been there. Yeah. Um, something that just interests me. Do you have any, what's your biggest regret? Oh gosh. No, you don't have to say <laughs> I don't think I can answer that question. Yeah, we won't. We won't <laughs> Let's go ahead and play another track off the album here. How about See the Stain Come Out with La? Sure, that's great. That okay? um, yeah, um, and actually there, there are a ton of guest musicians played on this. I you know, have yeah. my live ensemble and then I have a bunch of guest musicians um, on the album. And this is a duet that I'm, I'm singing with Phil Cook of Megaphone. All right. So that's what this one is. All right, and you're only going to hear it right here on The Local Beat. WKNC, that's the Strugglers right there without on the main drag. They're playing tomorrow night, I guess, at the Nightlight. They're playing alongside Felix Oblix, who played right before that. That song was called See the Stain Come Out with Lie. Joining me in studio right now, I have the mastermind behind Felix Oblix, Wendy Spitzer. Thanks so much for coming in with me. Thanks for having me on. One thing I I really wanted to talk to you about is your singing style. It's very unique. I mean, I, I know almost no one who's, who sounds like you do. Well, thanks. Uh, and I was, wondering, I, <laughs> I was wondering where did you develop that singing style? You know, how did that c- come about? That's, that's a really interesting question. <laughs> it's funny to talk about because 
the Daily Tar Heel, which is the, um, the student UN, newspaper, student at UNC. newspaper at UNC, um, didn't have such nice things to say about my singing <laughs> style, <laughs> um, comparing it to a, both a cheese grater um, and oh. nails on a chalkboard. <laughs> <laughs> um, but as far as developing it, honestly, it's just it just it's just what comes out of my mouth. Like I, I mean, it's not affected or anything. It's yeah. just um, what what happens when I sing. I. I'm the first to admit that I am not a singer. Um, I I studied oboe primarily, and I got a actually like a college music degree in oboe performance. Oh, wow. um, so, as far as um, as far as that goes, I, I consider myself an instrumentalist, and even more so like a songwriter composer, more than a vocalist. Yeah. But um, I'm fronting this band, so I actually took vocal lessons in preparation for the first Felix Obelix show yeah. for what it's worth. Oh, no kidding. <laughs> so you don't really know where it sort of came from. It just kind of came out. No. And, um, I, I generally sing higher than I think a lot of, especially women vocalists mm-hmm. in, in pop music, but that's the range where the notes feel easiest to come out of and stuff. So yeah. that's, it's pretty much what I do. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's I not for everyone. <laughs> I won't say you sound like a cheese grater. That's not nice. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and technically a cheese grater sounds like nothing. Yeah. Right. You know, it's just, it's an inanimate object sitting there. It itself does not that make noise. A, that is a bad analogy. <laughs> Whatever. They're Whatever. Stupid. That's okay. <laughs> we can say that. They're, you're going to go to UNC. They don't know anything. I will, I will say that like, <laughs> if, if someone didn't like this band because of the way I sing, I could understand that. It's sort of like if you can eat olives or not, you know, like, oh, yeah. You know, I love olives. I, I love, olives. I love the taste of it, but I can understand why someone wouldn't. Yeah, like it's maybe. That'd be me. It would be a, um, it's a love it or hate it yeah, type thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, let's talk a little bit about the other members of the band. Your okay. live show is very different. Uh, you have a lot of people that come and, and help you out on the recording mm-hmm. process, but your live show, and I'm just going to read off some names here. You have, okay. you, you play the bass. Mm-hmm. Lawson Bennett does the organ. Jay Cartwright on accordion. Billy Sugarfix on drums. Is he bringing candy tomorrow? Uh, very, well, I'm not sure. I mean, he is in... Billy Sugarfix mode. Yeah. In that when he performs, he is Billy Sugarfix. Um, he actually asked me specifically to list him like that in the <laughs> liner notes and not by his real name. But I don't know. I think you probably have to ask him if yeah. his if his candy is will be present. All right. And then there's Dylan Thurston on xylophone. Yep. And the Glockenspiel. Mm-hmm. Did I say that Glockenspiel? Glockenspiel. Yeah, I think technically it's Glockenspiel. Spiel. That's right. Because it's yep. German. Yeah. Uh, who, by the way, is stuck in new york city yeah right so now. this is um this is the big if anyone's listening right now if we can all put our collective energies for just a moment of silence to prayer to pray for dylan to get down here safely um he's moved to new york and really there's sort of nobody else in the world that i would you know continue to have in my band yeah. but he is such an amazing musician right. and he's so good at the xylophone that he's worth bringing down yeah. from new york for the rare times that felix obelix plays live yeah. unfortunately new york city got like 15 inches exactly. of snow last oh, night so goodness. um i'm anxiously waiting for a phone call from him to see if his flight's going to be canceled and if we're going to need to put him on an amtrak train Yikes. or if he'll just not come yeah. and not be there which would be really sort of disappointing yeah. um uh, but we're we're gonna we're just gonna take a moment right now and just silently pray that Dylan can make <laughs> it down here. <laughs> well, I wanted to talk. You, the The instruments listed are bass, organ, accordion, drums, xylophone, and glockenspiel. Yep. Spiel. 
whatever. <laughs> these are very strange instruments to have collectively in a band. There's no guitar, you know. Right, there's no, yep. there's no piano. I mean, I love. I'm a huge fan of the organ. You know, yep. why all these different instruments? Yeah, it's sort of. It, it came about sort of for for one reason pragmatically that these were the players who played these instruments. So mm -hmm. um, these are the players that these are instruments that are going to get represented. Um, beyond that, though, I, I really wanted to get away from a traditional rock band ensemble um, because one of the sort of mission statements for this band, if if anything so pretentious can be said about this band, is that I wanted um, an ensemble that could move in different in different venues and subsets of the music community around yeah. here. Like I wanted a band that could just as easily play uh, an art gallery as well as a venue as well as a like a college music series or something mm -hmm. like that. Um, and so I wanted to get a group of instrument instruments together that didn't connote a certain genre or yeah. a specific sort of venue format so that we could play in different, different areas for different audiences. And, and so that's sort of the genesis for that particular instrument yeah. grouping. Also, uh, also I wanted a, a band that was generally quieter than a regular rock band because I wanted I started to know a lot of people that just wouldn't go out late at night um, <laughs> for late night shows just because they were getting older or they just, they had burned out of like super, <laughs> you're raising your hand like you're old. Give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> I go to bed about uh, 8.30. Yeah. Night. So, um, so a band that wasn't super loud and that could yeah. play a bunch of different places right. um, sort of necessitated a, just a quieter in general band. Um, and then just to mention a few other things about these players, Lawson, who's playing the organ, he also plays in the R Raleigh band called Knockout Roses, and mm -hmm. they're having their CD release show tonight, That's actually, right. at the yeah. Berkeley Cafe. Um, and Billy Sugarfix is playing in Carborough tonight as well. Mm -hmm. Everybody's got an, uh, another thing they and do. And they're all coming together. And they all, yeah. Um, and they're such great musicians. Like, like I'm so blessed to have yeah. these musicians. To the point that, like, I can just fly Dylan down. He can play the xylophone and <laughs> fly back to New York, and he doesn't really even need to rehearse because he's so yeah. he's so top notch. It's definitely a, a very between your vocals and all the just strange instruments. Yeah, you know, that normally don't go together. It's it's a very unique sound, very very different. Yeah, different. You'll never find anything like it. I don't think. Well, I don't know about that. I'm uh, never I'm never gonna be that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> We were talking about it while the, the last um, song was playing, how I'm Canadian, and we were talking oh, about right. the Olympics and stuff. <laughs> and I think that's a little bit of my Canadian coming out, like, oh, oh, I'm not that special. That's Ca Canada, colon, I'm, we're not that special. <laughs> I think it can be the motto for the country. Oh, Lord. Sometimes I got to keep a, a, a kibosh on that uh, Canadian self-hatred. <laughs> oh, well, I gather myself. <laughs> Okay, so you're in several other bands that we need yeah. to mention. Uh, you play in Lemming Malloy, mm -hmm. sort of a steampunk band, right? Yep. Uh, Physics of Meaning you also play in. Yeah, except, nah, I think probably I have so full, fully exited oh, Physics really? of Meaning at this point. And Physics of Meaning has is spread out all over the place at this yeah. point. Daniel Hart moved to L.A. and mm -hmm. his players are all over the place. But I haven't actually toured with Physics of Meaning in a yeah. good long while. Um, but I did. I did used to. And I, I played oboe and bass in Physics. Right. But you also played live with Billy Sugarfix. I know you're on his album. Yeah, sometimes. I mean, I played, I played on his album, and I played on, at his CD release show. Uh -huh. And then he's going to be doing some shows probably in March that I'll probably play oboe on. Right. I put that off in preparation for this CD release show. 
And then I also conduct the Triangle Sound Painting Orchestra sometimes, yeah, right. which is sort of a, an avant-garde improvisatory group. Mm-hmm. So I do that as well. Yeah, well, my, my question was, you're playing in these bands. Living Malloy doesn't play too live often. Yeah, and, and no. I guess you're not in physics of meaning. Right. And you don't really play with Billy Sugarfix all the time. So yeah. I guess my question's kind of stupid now, but... I was going to ask, you know, how do, how do you balance your time? You know, with, right. you know, Felix Oplex, you're releasing this CD now. Yeah. That takes a lot of energy, a lot of effort. Uh, I know Felix Oplex doesn't play live much, but what about sort of you know, practicing with the other members? That- yeah, so this, that's a really actually, excuse me, a really excellent question because there was a, a point actually maybe a year and a half or so ago where I really was playing in in four or five bands pretty, pretty seriously. Um, and that it was, it was draining me out and I, I couldn't focus enough energy on one. I felt like I was doing too many and none of them very well. Um, so I made the conscious decision to cut back and now Felix Obelix is like the thing that I'm really pushing now because I have this record out and I'm not really sure what the status of the live ensemble is going to be definitely for this show. And then I've got another show April 16th in conjunction with an art, visual art opening solo shoe that I've got in, um, at Golden Belt Gallery in Durham. And so Felix Obelix in this live ensemble will play this show and that show. Right. And then after that, I'm going to probably have to do some kind of reorganization um, because people are moving on. And, right. you know, Dylan yeah. lives in New York and is snowed under right now. And yeah. um, it's only sort of tenable in a little bit. There's such great musicians, like we really could kind of limp along this way. Yeah. But I want to be playing more shows. Um, right. And... I want to be doing that. So I'm either going to have to find new players or I might do the thing where I play a solo show with like an enormous backing track of some kind. Um, But I'll figure something out after April. What about South by Southwest? You played it last year. Yeah. You're not playing it this year. No, I'm not going this year. Can you talk a little bit about the... Yeah. um, And actually there's, I think the Trekkie Records kids have set up a North Carolina showcase. Oh, really? Uh, Yeah. So, I mean, there's... It's like the love language and hammer no more the fingers uh, and schooners I, yeah, playing it, birds and arrows. That, I do remember that. Um, mm-hmm. And some other bands. I'm sorry. I can't remember them all off yeah. the top of my head. But but that's great. And I played sort of an equivalent to that last year in North Carolina Showcase okay. as well as some other shows. And um, and it's, I mean, it's a great, crazy time. I mean, every, every band and that band's mother is yeah, in Austin. Exactly just having a just a wild time and there are shows everywhere every right. like last nook and cranny mm-hmm. of austin is under bridges it's you know, amazing cars. totally yeah. <laughs> um and so you know godspeed to all of our north carolina bands right. that are going uh, actually you know if you were going to go to south by southwest i think that would be an amazing show to be at actually mm-hmm. that north carolina showcase but but no i'm not going this year for that i have to be making art for my art show in april True. Well, you're a very busy lady. Let's let's go ahead and play another track here. Is Old Cadaver good? Yeah. All right. Old Cadaver. This is off of... They're all good. Oh, no. <laughs> Can I just say that? Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> They're off of... Uh, this song in particular, Old Cadaver, is off of Tick of the Clock, The Beat in the Chest. We'll call it The Local Beat in the Chest. Oh, uh, yeah. And it's like by Felix, <laughs> Felix Obelix. Um, I'm in here talking with Wendy right now. They're playing tomorrow night at the Nightlight with the Strugglers, uh, the CD... You can get with the price of admission, uh, admission, and you could also write yourself a letter that you'll get eight months from tomorrow night, which we've already talked yep. about. So. And and if you're just tuning in and that doesn't make any sense to you, you can go to felixobelix.com and there's, right. and there's more there. information there. We'll go ahead and play Oak Dava right here on The Local Beat.
88.1 WKNC. That's Living Malloy right there. The song was Brother Rabbit. Before that, we had Felix Oblix, and I believe the song was Oak Daver. Yep. Joining me in studio right now, I have Wendy Spitzer of Felix Oblix. They're, she's releasing her debut Felix Oblix CD, The Tick of the Clock, The Beat, and the Local the, the <laughs> local Beat in the Chest. We'll go with that. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's The Tick of the Clock, The Beat in the Chest. It's coming out tomorrow night at the Nightlight. You're playing with the Strugglers who are doing a very interesting sort of string section um, type thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, lost my train of thought there. And then you get a free CD. Or not a free CD, but you get a CD with the price of admission. Right, exactly. And then you get to write yourself a letter. Yep. So that's going on tomorrow night at the Nightlight. That's pretty cool. I really like all this stuff. Thanks. So where do you get these ideas for the things at your live show? Like, where do you get this letter writing activity? Where did you get the, you know, the best decision, biggest regret, or the time capsule ideas? Where do they come from? That is sort of an interesting question, because where do any ideas come from? You know, sometimes they just come into your brain. Um, Although I will say that I I have done this activity once before when I was in high school to do the letter um, to yourself, and then someone else hangs on to it and then gives it to you back. Um, and what yeah. did you write to yourself about? Um, oh boy, that was good long time. I want to say <laughs> high school was a good long time ago at this point. Um, so I don't remember exactly, but I do remember the feeling when I was reading it that that it really was surprising the things that I had written about right. and that I I had changed as a person. It's in the, so so I, I've done like things similar. I know people mm-hmm. keep journals, right. which I don't, but uh, I do. I used to have a blog, and it's so funny to look at like your blog from like yeah. a year and a half ago. And be like, man, you know, like, I don't even remember writing that. Or I don't remember what I was feeling. You know, there yeah. was something that I wrote and someone asked me, like, what, what did you mean by that? And I was like, I have no idea. Yeah. And I think that that's sort of where one of the things that fascinates me or interests me and that I explore in my songwriting is that feeling of, like, how time passes and right. um, it sort of slips through our fingers. Mm-hmm. And I was telling someone recently that. I sort of live in this paranoid fear of like the law and order moment when they come and they say, where were you last Tuesday at 2 p.m.? Because honestly, even just this past Tuesday at 2 p.m., I mean, I would have to like look at my calendar to know where I would have have been at that point, you know, and that was like, you know, just a few days ago. Um, And I think that that what occupies our mind and sort of things that we're worried about or just the day to day business of what happens in our mm-hmm. brains. I think that that's very, it changes all the time. Yeah. And, and because it's in our brain, we can't really, unless it's documented in some way, mm-hmm. it, it just, it just goes like we know we just forget what we were thinking or feeling at that time. So this is sort of like, it's a, like a mini personal time capsule yeah. for you. Um, if you come to the show and do you have any more cool ideas that you want to do or anything you've been thinking about? I do, but I'm not sure if I'm going to do them, so okay. I kind of don't want to don't make want to any empty promises in yeah. that regard. Like I mentioned earlier, I do have like an art show on mm-hmm. April 16th, and I, I've never done that before. So, What kind of art? Uh, it's do? like mixed media collage, and actually, if you look at the, the CD, I mm-hmm. made all the art on the CD, and so it's sort of in a... Are these paintings? Are these cutouts? These are... Um, they're, they're mixed media pieces, so yeah. some of it is like... A lot of it is things that I've cut out and then reassembled. If you're interested to see what we're talking about, you go to felixoblux.com. There's a big yeah. giant picture of the album artwork here. Or is this like photographed? Or was this? Yeah, done? so I actually, um, and I made this, and I think I'm actually going to bring the pieces to the okay. CD release show tomorrow so that people keep asking me about it. So yeah. they're pieces that I assembled and then I took a photograph of them. Okay. And then I, I think I digitally manipulated the photograph yeah. in, in Photoshop to make it the colors pop more and that right. kind of thing. 
But I'm not sure going forward again, like after the April 16th, if I'm going to keep doing these inter audience interactive things, I want mm -hmm. to keep doing them, but I also want to be playing a lot more shows. Yeah. Um, so like initially with Felix Obelix, I was playing mm -hmm. my, sort of my modus operandi was the, to play just a few shows and then make a big deal out of each one of them. Yeah. And people seem to really like that, but I, I think I would like to get just the name out there and have more people hear it. Mm -hmm. Maybe you could have people make art during the show. Oh, well, isn't that an interesting huh. idea? I don't know. I'm just making stuff Would up. Would you like to fund the purchasing of all the art materials? Because no. that's kind of what's <laughs> impeding me these days. <laughs> because every time I do one of these things, it just costs me money. And I can't endlessly, right. unfortunately, fund that. Speaking of money and, and funding this project. Yeah, that's um, a great I was, segue. <clears throat> I was reading on the back of this earlier that this album was made possible by the Emerging Artist Grant from the Durham Arts Council with support from the North Carolina Arts Council. Uh, can you talk a little, bit about, a little bit about that? How did you go ahead and get that grant? Um, so this is a grant that's available. And if anybody's an artist anywhere in the triangle, basically, I think it's Orange. Um, Wake. Actually, no, I'm, I'm not sure if it's Wake. I think really? Wake, Wake has its own, I think. Oh, okay. Um, but Durham, uh, Orange, Person, Chatham... Maybe it is Wake as well. Mm -hmm. But the Durham Arts Council is the one that organizes it. And it's for emerging artists. It's a project-based grant. It's just for whatever you want to do as an artist. It's every September. Right. And there's a grant application process and all that stuff. And so I had applied for it a couple of years, and then I finally got it. Right. And it funded the last three, record the recording of the last three songs, and right. then the whole album getting mastered. Oh, um, wow. That's that's what, what paid for right. that so it, it allowed me to finish the album which and, is and how does great. this work do you, you i mean obviously you accept the grant mm -hmm. and you have to just prove that like look i made an album or something how does that yeah work? i mean it's actually once you get the grant they pretty much trust that you're going to do oh, the right okay. things with it yeah. um but you do have to submit a budget with your grant application to say like this is how you're going to use the money and all that stuff and so i i did all that and got the grant and it helped finish out the album i should say too that the final mastering that was paid for by that grant was done by Jeff Carroll at Bluefield Mastering in Raleigh. Yeah. Um, and I think it's his birthday today. Oh, I think, I think Facebook birthday. told me that I have to admit. Um, <laughs> it's I my roommate's birthday too. Happy birthday. Uh, yeah. Happy birthday. Everybody having a birthday today. <laughs> <laughs> it's also going to be the birthday of your album tomorrow. Oh, I like that. Yeah, Excellent. So once more, I've been talking here with Wendy Spitzer of Felix Oblix. She's playing tomorrow night at the nightlight for her CD release party. Uh, it's called the tick of the clock, the local beat in the chest. All right, I'll stop doing that. It's getting really <laughs> annoying now. <laughs> it's, it's called The Tick of the Clock, The Beat in the Chest, and uh, you can get it if you go to the show tomorrow. That's correct, yeah. Wendy, I want to thank you so much for coming Yeah, in. thanks for it's having me on. It's great. Uh, we're going to listen to one more song. We're going to take a quick break. Come right back. The Kicking Grass Band is coming in at 7 p.m. Don't go anywhere.